This episode is brought to you in part by The Table Podcast from the Hendricks Center at Dallas Theological Seminary. I'm Daryl Bach, one of the hosts, and I invite you to join us as we discuss issues of God and culture, which includes anything and everything. Listen on your podcast app or at dts.edu slash the table. You're listening to episode 27. My pleasure. Of the In Between podcast, where you'll hear conversations on marriage, parenting, faith, and everything in between. My name is Daniel Im. And I'm Christina Im. Was that a little Chick fil A? It was a little Chick fil A <laughs> shout out. My pleasure. <laughs> everything is my pleasure. <laughs> That's better. You didn't do it with as much energy at the beginning. You're like, my pleasure. Well, it's like maybe that. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> my pleasure. <laughs> well, today we're actually going to be talking not about how to eat at Chick Fil A, although that would apply to this as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, just how to eat at restaurants with your kids. Yes, and I remember my aunt telling me this is, uh, I think, right before we were going to have Adeline. She was saying how it's really, really difficult to eat out with your children when there's two or more of them. Mm-hmm. So actually what she would do is, and her children were quite close together, I think 14 months apart. Ours are 15 months apart. And um, was saying that we'll actually order dinner and then bring it to their house and eat there just so that, you know, the kids could eat and then just run around or you have everything that you need. You don't have to lug a huge diaper bag around. And that's what she would do. Yeah. How did you feel about that when you heard that? (laughs) I really, I mean, I appreciated her, her comments and Mm -hmm. her advice and things. And I love her and she's very wise. But on that part, I was like, I really actually like eating out at a restaurant so that I don't have to do the dishes. And it's kind of as a stay at home mom, it's nice to get out of the house, Mm. not to always be in the house. So it's not just the eating part. It's the experience for me, too. Yeah. And I mean, even going to the whole experience thing, I did a quick poll on Facebook and also Twitter. If you had $250 and it was funny because I think people thought I was actually giving away $250. Oh, that's a disappointment. um, (laughs) Someone give us $250 to give away. (laughs) Yeah. So I was like, if you had $250 and you couldn't uh, give it away or pay off debt or save it or anything like that, and you had to spend it, would you buy things or would you buy experiences? Mm. And what was fascinating is both on Facebook and Twitter, uh, it was about 70% of people said they would rather buy experiences over things. Yeah, I see that in my own life that Mm. I would rather like my birthday's coming up and thinking now that I'm turning 35, (laughs) like, do I need anything? I don't actually really need anything, but I want to try different things with you guys and experience different things. So, yeah, I see that. Yeah. And for us, it's funny because going back to when we were... Man, we were like a year and a half married in Montreal and we saw a dog at the pet store in the Mm -hmm. mall. And we were like, man, this dog's really expensive, but he's so cute. They let us pet him. Don't do it. You're not going to buy a dog. (laughs) Don't be lured in and pet the dog. To the point where we were actually like, well, we don't have the money, but they have financing. So we could actually eat cereal every day. For a month. Yeah. And we could probably afford him, right? Nope. (laughs) We We snapped out of that. Yeah, we considered it. And then we were walking away and we're like, what in the world are we thinking? Yeah, we love eating at restaurants and 
can't eat the same thing every day. So. No, no. I mean, I love Cheerios to a point. After that, it's, you know, going downhill. So yeah. So for us, one of the reasons we wanted to share this topic and talk about it today is because going out to eat and don't get us wrong, we're not flush with cash and every meal's not going out. Mm-hmm. But when we do get to go out and, and we do go out probably at least once a week, Right. Uh, when, when we do it, our kids, we always get feedback from others and, and people always say, wow, your kids are so well behaved. And, and I mean, our kids love going out. So we just wanted to share some tips and uh, things that we've learned along the way. Well, let's share our first story. (laughs) This was a big learning experience for us. So we had our two kids at that point. They were quite young. And my mom was visiting from out of town. She was uh, in Edmonton for a conference. Mm -hmm. And so she was like, you know, there's a, a nice restaurant across the street from my hotel Let's just try there. We're like, okay. None of us had heard about it. It's called Ruth's Chris. Yeah, we were We've like, never been before. Yeah, what is that? Yeah. Yeah. So first sign that it probably wasn't the place that we belong with kids was we walk in and the... Um, and it was downtown Edmonton. Right. Yeah. yeah. And the host was like, do you have reservations? And I think it was like 4.30. I'm <laughs> like, uh, no, we don't. They're like, oh. And looking back, like... Oh, I'm sorry. We're fully booked, but there is room at the bar. And we're like, oh, okay. <laughs> so off we went to go sit in a table. Yeah. At, the at bar. a high top table <laughs> with two little kids. And I mean, asked, how old were they? Like two and a, one? Maybe. Yeah, something like that. And then yep. we asked her like, do you have high chairs by any chance? And they looked at us. We're like, no, we don't. We're like, oh. <laughs> and then we opened sign. up the menu. Mm-hmm. And man. If you've ever eaten at Ruth's Chris, we still haven't eaten at Ruth's Chris. No. Yeah. Because when we opened the menu, we're like, wow, that's really expensive. Yeah. And we're like, is there a kid's menu? No, there's no kid's menu. Yeah. And then we're like, well, you know, if we share steak, you know, we'll share the sides and all the sides were like 10 or 15 bucks per side or something. Right. So we would have walked out (laughs) at least spending probably about $300. And yeah, yeah, not with. (laughs) Yeah, it's not just like a quick little family dining thing. So we looked around and there were no other kids. We're like, okay, we do not belong here. Yeah. So honestly, if you want to eat at restaurants with your kids and and we don't know what your uh, what your rhythm is and and maybe it's going to Cheddar's or Chick-fil-A or McDonald's mm-hmm. and maybe it's going out to a Thai restaurant or an Indian restaurant or like an all you can eat buffet, whatever, wherever it is, it doesn't really matter. The big thing that we want to share with you is um, we want to really give you a plan and, and give you ideas to succeed. And it's, it's funny, kind of like train them while they're young. Oh, completely. Yeah. So, because I think if you start to take out your kids when they're five or six, then they may not understand or have experienced quote unquote restaurant etiquette. Yeah. And so it'd be hard to sort of swing them in because it's not a natural rhythm of their lives. Yeah. And we don't, the way that our kids have to behave or have learned how to behave in a restaurant is different than how they behave around our dinner table at home. Mm-hmm. Right. It's we don't treat them as the same thing, but they understand when we're at a restaurant, there's a certain etiquette that they've kind of grown up with. I don't think we've ever really sat them down and we were like, do this, don't do this, do this. We didn't really give them those ground rules. We've kind of kind of kind of taught them along the way. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times we're saying over and over again, a lot more is caught than taught. Mm-hmm. And so we're displaying and we go out with other families and our own family showing like, OK, so, oh, we don't jump on the chairs 
and we don't throw food across the table and we use our utensils and so on and so forth. And so they've picked up on those uh, tips as well. Yeah. So let's start uh, with number one. Make sure the restaurant is family friendly. So maybe your first experience will not be at Ruth's Chris. Um, but on this, on the flip side of that, if you have like a little baby and maybe just one of them, maybe you could go to Ruth's Chris and the, you know, if you're the baby's crying or whatnot, then you can go into the bathroom or yeah. who knows. Like if that's if that's still what you want to do, you can there's ways to work around it. Um in terms of other family family restaurants that we have found, um, like, you know, your red robin and your cheddars and those different things that uh are accommodating accommodating to children and also that would maybe have a kid's menu something that the kids would want to eat maybe even some coloring or at least a high chair would be a good place to start yeah that whole family friendly idea i mean that that's that's really i mean if they don't have a kid's menu (laughs) right and there's no other kids in the restaurant yeah, and if everyone's dressed to the nines and and it's really dark, yeah, <laughs> and there's candles everywhere, yeah. and you're like, okay, this is yeah. my child is yeah. like gonna set fire to the restaurant. Yeah, go across the street, yeah, <laughs> and exactly. it doesn't necessarily mean pricing wise. I mean, you could go to like a Red Lobster. Mm-hmm. A Red Lobster is, I mean, you could bring your kids there. It's more expensive, right, than across the street at. Chuck E. Cheese. At Chuck E. Cheese, yeah. <laughs> you spend your money <laughs> elsewhere in teaching your kids how to gamble. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a different podcast. <laughs> yes, precisely. Well, which, by the way, I mean, our son's birthday party is at Chuck E. Cheese, so we're not anti-Chuck E. Cheese. No, anyway. we love Chuck E. Cheese. Thank you, Chuck E. Cheese, for making okay pizza that yeah. we can eat while our children gamble. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but actually, here, before, before we go to our second point, random fact, do you know why kids meals were invented or when they were invented to compete with mcdonald's no it was actually uh as a way to stimulate the economy because families weren't bringing their kids out so it was make the meal really cheap Uh for kids and then the parents will bring the kids and then uh buy buy meals for themselves but it was at a time in i i I don't know if it was the great depression but it was a time of economic downturn when people when restaurants and genius that worked and you know what as a quick thing we should um post in our podcast a link to uh, maybe some of the restaurants that have really cheap or free meals yeah that's on certain days yeah we should in between.org slash episode 27 yeah 27 yeah also there's a lot of places you can get free meals and stuff on your birthday too yeah so we'll probably put that in the put a link in that too yeah yeah for sure we always call it birthday week because we travel (laughs) around to all the different restaurants are like hey here's my birthday oh really yeah here's a free dessert oh i didn't know thanks all right well number two have ground rules yes and we did mention that we didn't really sit down our kids and you know go through a whole spew of here's 10 rules that you have to obey before we go to a restaurant but we do especially as they're going through things that we're like okay this is actually not okay Mm -hmm. so and a little bit of the awkward part of that i think is when you see other patrons their kids are doing it or even with your around friends who are letting their children do things so we try to be sensitive to that and maybe like shoot them a look like okay no you're actually not allowed to eat all the sugar on the table and pour it into your yeah, mouth shoot the look to our kids yes. not to yeah. the no, other no, parents no, no, no. Yeah, to our kids. thank you for the clarification <laughs> and then after in the car we will talk about 
you know, those things you're not allowed to do. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, you can't poke all the holes in the creamer because that's wasting money. And that actually is from the restaurant. Yeah. So, and you know, you can't take sugar packs home with you. Right. They're not cards to play with. Yes. And like, don't dump salt into somebody else's water. Like things like that, where we actually have had to correct our children and say like, just because somebody else is doing it doesn't make it right and doesn't allow you to do it. Yeah. And every restaurant is a little bit different. So when we go to like a McDonald's or Chick-fil-A or, you know, somewhere that has a play center, our rule with them is, yeah, you can go play. We're completely fine with that mm-hmm. after you finish all your food. Yes. And that's that's our thing. And then once you finish your food, you are, f- you know, free to go. Mm-hmm. And if we go with friends and they don't finish their food and they go off to play, our kids know that the rule is it doesn't matter what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Those kids, I mean, it's their parents deal. But yeah. in our family, you need to finish your food or you can't go play. Well, and we know our kids best, right? Because yeah. they were with them all the time. And we just know that if our kids are allowed to snack and then go play and snack and go play, they're never going to finish. Oh, yeah. Because when they start playing, then they're quote unquote not hungry. But as soon as we're done, all of a sudden it's meltdown because I'm so hungry. Yeah, or Why it's time to go and- or we get home and they're like, I'm so hungry. And we're like. We just ate dinner yep. at a restaurant. Yep. <laughs> you are not having second dinner at home. <laughs> exactly. Very true. All yeah. right. Let's move on to number three. So keep them engaged. Yeah. Once again, if you go to a fast food-ish type of you know, kid-friendly restaurant, then they're going to have a coloring sheet. They're mm-hmm. going to give you crayons. crayons. It's pretty standard and, and that might work for a little bit. But if you go out to restaurants quite a bit, your kids are just, I mean, that's not going to keep them entertained. Yes, because crayons and paper get pretty boring. They do, know, yeah. They're all around or just because you're coloring a different character doesn't mean that you're going to just find it all so much more interesting. Yeah, and there, and there are two dynamics, right? So for Christina and I, there are some times where we go to dinner where it's really just, it's our dinner <laughs> and the kids are going to, it's a date night. <laughs> it's because, you know, funds are a little tight that month, can't afford a babysitter. So, but we want to, we not, neither of us want to cook. So we're going to have a date night, semi date night, mm-hmm. and the kids are going to have iPads and we're going to get to the whole tech thing on the next next point but we'll have times where it's like okay you guys have ipads you guys play with each other we're not going to sit them at a different table they're, they're still going <laughs> to be there <laughs> but it's, it's really more of a you guys we're going to take the easy road out give mm-hmm. you ipads and you guys just take care of yourself and we're going to talk the wait is over find out what happens in the thrilling conclusion of the 12th dead sea squirrels book babylon breakout Hi, I'm Mike Naraki, co-creator of VeggieTales, voice of Larry the Cucumber, and author of The Dead Sea Squirrels. Get ready for more daring rescues and hilarious jokes as Merle and Pearl and their animal friends embark on a ridiculous mission to bust the kidnapped Gomez family out of Babyland, a Bible-themed amusement park with talking animals. Young readers will love the nutty misadventures of 10-year-old Michael and his friends and will learn all about biblical life lessons such as forgiveness and friendship. Read all 12 Dead Sea Squirrels books. Available wherever books are sold. Mm -hmm. Um, As the kids have gotten older, it's been harder and harder to do that. 
Right. It's it's because now they want to talk and all and that. They want to listen to quote unquote adult conversation. Exactly. So we can't. We don't. It's it's harder for us to do that. So so what I want to say is, if if your kids are kind of at that age where crayons and paper will. I guess, interest them, Mm -hmm. there's going to come a point where it's not going to be interesting anymore. So I would encourage you to actually color with them. Mm -hmm. And when you color with them and you make up stories, and that's something that I would often do with them is I would kind of draw characters and we would take turns telling stories and, and, you know, it, it would just be a way for us to pass the time while waiting for dinner to come out because Mm -hmm. you think about home if one if you know if i'm cooking or you're cooking Mm -hmm. well the kids have so many other things that they can do right they're not sitting at the dinner table it's like it's dinner time sit at the dinner table while mommy starts cooking from scratch (laughs) yeah 40 minutes (laughs) yeah that'd be torture (laughs) Mm -hmm. so and you and you and you never know how long the the restaurant's going to be in preparing the food especially if it's more of like a sit down uh type of type of restaurant so Color with them, them. engage with them. Yes. And on another point, um, we go to a lot of restaurants that are your quote unquote, not so American food style. We go to, you know, Thai, Chinese, Indian, so on and so forth. And not many of those restaurants, at least in our experience, have those sort of coloring things. Mm -hmm. And so in that instance, we have learned actually to have, when the kids were younger, to have a designated little backpack in the car. And that had was filled with like dollar store things, our own coloring, different coloring books, cards, stickers, scratchy thingies, so on and so forth. Yeah, only only for restaurants. Yes, and that was kept in the car and they could only play with it at restaurants. And so it was sort of like the magic fun bag that would come out and would have like books and different things. We're like, oh yeah, I love this. And they play with it. And then when the food comes, they pack it away and then we put it back in the car. Mm-hmm. When they're a little bit older, they then started packing their own bag mm-hmm. or they would just bring. I mean, our girls aren't Mad Libs right now. Makaris will always have a few cars right. and he'll always make sure there are cars in your purse. Or I guess, does he does he put the cars in your purse? I think it's a little bit of both. <laughs> like we'll just have leftover ones because he's holding 10 and I need to have five. Yeah. Or, you know, or he'll sneak them in. I don't know. There's yeah. always cars in my purse, though. Yeah. So then we'll tell stories to one another, play cars. And and even when they're a little bit older, I mean, we'd play games like Would You Rather. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, if your kids are teenagers, uh, it, it would be more of a. I mean, this goes to our next point. We're going to talk about phones and all that stuff. But but as they get older, right, engage with them. Mm-hmm. I mean, we even brought a deck of cards one time and right. we were playing. What was that game? Crazy Eights, I think. Yeah. Or Go Fish or whatnot. And I remember one of the um, servers was like, wow, that is awesome to see that y'all are actually having fun together at a restaurant. And I was like, that's a little sad to hear, like, you don't have fun at a restaurant, but... Anyway, I'm, I don't know, this time and age with all the technology and stuff, maybe there's not a lot of interaction. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. So we're not anti-tech, but number four is don't solely rely on it. Mm-hmm. So there are instances where that's fine. And there are times where you do need to give your kids your phone or or an iPad or, or if your kids are older and they have their own phone. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there are certain occasions when that's okay. But generally, when we go out to eat, I mean, this is not just, we're not just filling our bellies. Right. Right. This isn't a 
mere human instinct. Yeah, it's not really that kind of thing where it's just we're just going to fill our bellies and I don't care what we eat. Just make sure you're full and let's go home. Right. Do it as fast as you can or whatever. Yeah. And even if the food, even if the bill is is cheap because we've gone to a fast food restaurant, Mm -hmm. it's still an experience. Right. Where it doesn't matter if we're expedient, you know, eating expensive food or cheaper food. It's an experience where we want to engage with one another, connect mm-hmm. with one another, and talk to one another. And and technology always seems to it always seems to get in the way. Yes, seems to damper that. And on a side note, around our dinner table, we do not allow technology mm-hmm. around it, and we don't even allow them to read books or whatnot because that's the family time. It's our family time to ask each other questions. How was your day? To bring up topics or things that are bothering us, so on and so forth. And so it's just the restaurant is an extension of Mm -hmm. our dinner table. So it's not an excuse to zone out every time. Yeah. And it's not like we're not completely legalistic about it. There are times where, I mean, especially when you're taking a selfie. Like that, it's. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 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 fine. Right. <laughs> you got to a picture yourself, of yeah. your food. Or oh yeah, not. totally. You know, I mean, that's... Instagram requires that. So <laughs> per- exactly. I mean, what Instagram says, Instagram goes. You know. So yeah. No yeah. Worries. So I mean, you're gonna occasionally see us with phones here and there, but it really is more the exception, mm-hmm. right? Even and and what we'll actually do is if there's a certain if if I'm waiting for something on work or someone calls or this or that, most of the time we won't answer or we won't do it but there are some occasions where we do Mm -hmm. Um, and what we actually do is well you have to get up and leave the dinner table to do that right and then come back rather than plucking away at your phone while everyone else is eating completely or there's other times where they're asking like mommy can we go swimming tomorrow like well I don't know the weather so sometimes we'll get up and get our phones and be like, okay, let's use mommy's phone to look at the weather to see what it is tomorrow. So yeah. we'll do that and then we'll put our phone away and go on with the conversation. Yeah. All right. Number five, be aware of where the TVs are. Yes, we've learned this a little bit of the hard way. I can remember a certain instance. We were at a Mexican restaurant and it was like the kids on one side and the adults on the other. And all of a sudden I see all the kids' eyes are like saucers. I'm like, what is happening? I look up at the screen and there's like a murder scene happening. Oh, and I was like, oh, okay, everyone has to look away. Yeah. And I got up and I asked the server, I'm like, do you mind changing the channel? Because this is not child appropriate. And he looked and he was like, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. Yeah. You know what it is. It could have been some funny show or whatnot. And then it turned into like some horror movie or whatnot. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just be aware of what the restaurant is showing because it could be child appropriate. It could not be. Yeah. So depending on the restaurant, I mean, restaurants like... I don't I forget the terminology for a red robin type of restaurant. Is it fast casual? That makes sense. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. Casual family dining. Yeah. I I remember hearing an interview, a podcast okay. interview from the CEO of Red Robin. She was kind of talking about what they're trying to do and all this stuff. Anyways. Yeah, I get it. So restaurants like that or ethnic restaurants tend to have TV. So when they you do. are when when you're being seated, uh, make sure to notice where everyone, where the TVs are mm-hmm. and make sure you kind of seat yourselves accordingly. Right. Because, yeah, I mean, especially if the restaurant's packed, 
I mean, you can't. It's it's not always an instance where you can tell them, "Hey, can you change the channel?" Mm-hmm. It doesn't always work. But right. in this instance, I mean, it's a murder scene. Yeah. 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 yeah that was not okay. <laughs> so I'm glad they um, reciprocated and were like, "Okay, yeah, we'll we'll turn it." <laughs> yeah. All right, number six, eat early. We have learned this again the hard way where we will go to a restaurant um, maybe after running a few errands and we're thinking, oh, yeah, it's 530. We'll go in. They'll seat us. We'll be eating by six o'clock. Eat, go home, get the kids ready, go to bed. Mm. And then you'll get to the restaurant and it doesn't look that busy. Oh, but then they'll be like, uh, it'll be a 45 minute wait. And And you're you're like, like, there are so many open tables. What is happening? So you're like, uh, okay, but you already promised the kids to do this. Or, you know, there's no other restaurants or you have a gift card that you were planning to spend here. So, yeah, (laughs) you don't have the extra funds to drop somewhere else. So we're like, okay, we'll have to sit here and we will wait. Yeah, and that's why it's always good to pack snacks in your bag mm-hmm. in case there's a long wait. Yes. Or for our kids now, gum. Gum has been the magic um, formula for a lot of waiting. So they have enjoyed that. And it's light and it's cheap and it doesn't fill their bellies with snacky things that don't have much nutrition to them. Mm-hmm. So eating early, I know as a parent, when we started, especially when our kids started going to school and we had to start putting them down to bed early. Seven o'clock. Yeah, mm-hmm. we started eating dinner at like five o'clock and we felt like senior citizens. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but you get used to it. <laughs> you and, do. And, you know, on a health, uh, if, if you haven't listened to our, what was it, episode one? On double chins. Mm-hmm. I mean, it does help having a longer period between dinner and and morning. And eating the next day. Yeah, right. exactly. So it does help. All right. Number seven, eating at restaurants with your kids. Really, honestly, we would say use this as an opportunity to raise them to be adults. Mm-hmm. To take responsibility, to take action for themselves. Uh, we talked in previous podcasts about executive functioning. Yeah. So being able to look at the menu, make a decision, and then being able to order for themselves. Mm-hmm. And I remember, uh, I guess, I don't know if my parents didn't ask me to order or whatnot. I remember my dad saying, okay, now you go order at McDonald's. And I was like, petrified I think I was like eight Mm. and I was like shaking and talking so quietly because I was just nervous of like what what I'm gonna say and all of that um and so I remember I'm like okay no I don't want our kids to have that experience I want this to be a natural feeling and so we've asked them from very young to uh circle what they want and so if they can't really verbalize it in a way that the um, server is able to understand that we'll ask them to point at it and then we'll say it and now our girls are older so they order their own food and we make sure that they start with may i have and so on and so forth and then say please and thank you Mm -hmm. exactly even at chick-fil-a sounds like chick-fil-a sponsoring this episode (laughs) i wish uh, (laughs) free waffle fries for everyone (laughs) hopefully one day (laughs) yeah so even at chick-fil-a if your kids get a kid's meal Mm -hmm. and they can actually, instead of the toy, return the toy and get ice cream instead. So now our kids, I mean, we don't even go with them. We're like, okay, take the toy and you go wait in line and Mm -hmm. you order it yourself. 
right? Yeah. <laughs> and I remember in the last couple of weeks, uh, it was super busy because it was Cow Appreciation Day. So the lineups were crazy. And Victoria was waiting on the side and no one came to see her because it was so busy. And so she was like, what am I supposed to do? So she came back and she's like, what am I supposed to do? No one is coming. And so we asked her, like, well, what do you think you can do? How, where are the people that are helping others? And they're like, at the cashier. I'm like, okay, so what can you do? And she's like, oh, oh, I can wait in line. We're like, yeah, so go wait in line. And so that's what she did. Yeah. The other thing in, in, in regards to raising your kids as adults is to teach them how to interact with the wait staff appropriately. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are not, I mean, they are human beings. They're not your servants. Right. They are working for a living. To put food on the table for their families or yeah. to save up for an education or whatnot. Yeah. And yes, it's their job to serve you. Yes, it's their job to give you your food and to help out and be accommodating. But they are not your servants. So for example, if our kids drop their utensils or they drop, if they drop crumbs, yes, it can be swept up, right? Mm -hmm. Or vacuumed. But if it's big chunks of food or stuff, we're like, no, you go pick it up. Right. I mean, you can't leave that on the ground. I mean, you wouldn't leave that on the ground at home. You have to pick it up. I mean, same thing at a restaurant too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's even in a fast food restaurant of teaching them like there's the trash. You take your trash over there. Don't leave it on the table and expect somebody else to do it for you. Yeah. All right. Last one. As they get older, we need to, and and this goes into actually an episode we're going to be releasing uh, in in probably I think it's episode twenty nine. It is, yeah. Right about finances. We interviewed Rachel Cruz, who's mm-hmm. Dave Ramsey's daughter, about this and kids and money and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But but one of the things that we and this is the the eighth point. One of the things that we really are training our kids to do is to know how, know the value of something. Completely. Mm -hmm. And that when you're spending money on something, then there's not money to spend on something else. Yeah. We wish money was infinite, but it's not. And so, for example, we will tell the kids, you know, this meal cost $50. This means that it was the last meal out for our budget for this month. And so we're done eating out. Because we've allocated a certain amount of money and that was it. Yeah. And then when their friends, especially after church on mm-hmm. Sunday, uh, are like, oh, can you come out to eat? Our family's going to go out to eat. Can you guys come out? And we tell them, we're like, well, we, or we've spent a lot of money on eating out already. Right. And if you want to go eat out, it's going to cost money. Yeah. And if you really, really want to, you have money. You can pay. Yeah. Yeah, and you can like, pay for your food, we'll right. pay for our food. Yeah, and they're like, how much will that be? I'm like, well, maybe about $10 after tax and tip. And they're like, $10? No, let's go home and have tuna fish sandwiches. Right? Yeah, and okay. we're like, well, if you feel comfortable spending our food, our, our, our money, money yeah. when you're not comfortable spending your own. And exactly. yes, we are your parents. Yes, we're blessing you. Yes, we're raising you up. But I mean, if we say no, then you got to make a decision. Mm-hmm. I mean, the underlying principle behind all of that is that eating out, and we've talked a lot kind of to wrap up this episode, eating out at restaurants with your kids, you really want to help them understand that it's not a right. No one needs to eat out. I mean, it's so much more expensive. I mean, it's so much more expensive than cooking at home. 
It really is a privilege. Yes, definitely a privilege and one to enjoy together exactly. as a family. So that's it. If you go to inbetween.org slash episode 27, you'll see all of our recommendations and, and the tips and even a list of everything here. If you're jogging or driving and you just want to kind of recap everything that we've talked about, mm-hmm. that and also beautiful Instagram images that my beautiful wife, Christina, oh, made. Thank you. So feel free to download those Instagram images yourself and and it's a great way to kind of yeah inspire one another uh at in between show is where you can find us on instagram facebook and twitter and we would be honored if you would leave a rating and review on apple Podcasts or itunes for us because it does we, we we read every single one of them and actually when we are looking for new podcasts that's one of the first things that i do before i even hit the subscribe button so it'll take less than a minute if you just jot some of your quick thoughts and reactions down to this episode we would deeply appreciate that Mm -hmm. all right so next week on episode 28 we are talking about ways to get ready for school Mm. and when this episode drops we will actually be uh heading to school in a few days and so uh our family has been probably in the last few weeks kind of getting in the ready of school mode and ordering things and buying school supplies and whatnot so we have um a few tips and tricks that we have used and we are even introducing uh, this school year to help make their transition back to school easier. Yeah. So if you haven't yet subscribed, be sure to do that so it lands straight on your phone or your listening device next week.